This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette runs the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this shit? Show. Be so awful, Mr. McMahon. I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep. Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is... Vince Russo's The Brand. But the reason I don't feel like it's professional wrestling because they're not trying to fool me. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they're trying to make me feel like this stuff happens or this stuff works. Now, I do but, agree with you that they're doing stuff to entertain. And my biggest problem goes back to, I guess, the root cause. And, you know, we do root cause analysis in business is who you're trying to entertain. Right. And who is that? These and I, I'm sorry. Today, for fans out here. you got to realize today everybody is trying to entertain the smart mark, right? And I've, I have a problem with that. But I'm just saying that's just no, what you you're working for the smart mark these days. Yeah, because yeah. the smart mark think he knows everything about professional wrestling. Why? Because professional wrestling is pop culture now. And but hold on, Stevie. But you're also working to pop the locker room. I don't think so. Oh, I I do, bro. I think that's Vince. I think those days are go- that have passed us by. You think? So, I think I, re- I, think, I'm, I, think I could be wrong, but you got to realize, I'm around a lot of these guys, yeah. and have been around a lot of these young guys. I know the mentality of them, and their mentality is totally 180 from what we're talking about right now. Totally 180. So so the locker room. When you see guys working for 50 bucks, 25 bucks, jumping off something in a gymnasium 50 feet up in the air, okay? Mm-hmm. For in a little building that's about as big as my room right here with, with 35 people in there. Who is he trying to pop? He's got three different entities. He's got the audience, himself, and everybody who don't give a damn. And when he misses that spot and he has to go to the hospital, what do you ask? Why did he do that? There's nobody in here. But you know what they're conscious of, Vince? Somebody's got one of these. Yep. 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 And it's going to go viral. And if it goes virus, that makes me a somebody. Look at what I just pulled off. Yeah. That's what we're working. Those, those are the kind of people that's working this business right now. It is. And you can't deny it. It is. Yeah. And this is a little outlaw show with nobody there. And I've seen this. Guy jump off of things, throw the hit guy on the table, falls right on the floor. Almost dead. Or get three, three four tables on top of each other. The guy lays in it. Guy jump on top of it, breaks his leg in half. Break, and breaks his leg in half. I'm looking at this. And you go, why did you do that? Because we're trying to do what pop culture wants you to do. 
those people that Carl was talking about earlier that the movies are pretty much pandering to? Let me ask you this, Carl. Mm-hmm. You just seen all the layoffs, okay, at ESPN. Yeah. But then they give, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, got his own podcast. They give uh, Channing that was just hosting the ESPYs last week. I didn't even watch the ESPYs. Uh, I don't ESPY. I didn't even see it. But, uh, um, they, just, they just gave him a $125 million contract, and he still has creative control over his show. Steve no, I take it back. They gave him $85 million, but he had just got a deal from FanDuel for $125 million. He took the ESPN deal because he's probably getting points on the back because he's the executive producer, and he got creative control. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, McAfee, Pat McAfee, that's what I'm talking oh. about. Pat oh. McAfee. Why? ESPN just laid off some of the top people in the business, but they hired Pat McAfee. You know why? Because he's got a big following. following. Yeah. So what I'm saying is you see how this stuff is even taking over what we see in professional sports on a daily basis. And you're going to see it more and more and more. Watch and see what I tell you. Oh, I believe you. And, and to me, and, you know, and y'all talk about this, you, you touch on this often, the quality of the customer is going down. Exactly. The quality exactly. of the customer. Exactly. Because, they, he, I mean, if you could be He wants hamburgers. Like, Explain that. He doesn't want a steak. Okay. He wants hamburgers. Explain that, stat, uh, uh, please, call from a business point of view. Explain the quality of the customers going down. Please explain that. Yeah. So, number one, they're easily entertained. They have no attention. So, you don't have, you don't have to grab their attention and hold it. You all you have to do is grab it for 10, literally 10 seconds. There it is. Like, TikTok there it goes is. viral because it's people on TikTok for 10, 15-second videos. That's there you it. go. That's number, and that's the general public, not people who are, And know, most young people music. use this. You look at music, right? I'm a musician. I play drums. You know, I've played, you know, I come from a family of musicians. My father, you know, played with Alatunji. He played with, you know, some of the top folks out there. He just got off tour with George Clinton. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I opened up for John Legend, Jill Scott. So, Vin, I know Vince don't know who like, called. Oh, Vince know don't know who uh, George Clinton is. Vince I, don't know George Clinton. So, don't. Parliament. Don't. Don't. Parliament. Don't hurt him. Too. Apologize. Name some other people. Apologize. Parliament. <laughs> I'm sorry. The funk, the funk is in the house. I'm sorry. Please. (laughs) Yeah. So we know what goes into being musicians. And this came up, I think we talked about this before. You know, I grew up on the Michael Jacksons, the Prince, the Whitney Houston, the Ryan. I mean, you had to have talent. talent, The Barge. The Barge. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Them them boys can sing. You know, like, (laughs) like, but now. They can sing and then they rob you right after. (laughs) You don't even have to have a good song anymore. No. You don't even have to have a good hook. No. All you got to have is 15 seconds that somebody can put on a video. And Carl, Carl, stop right there. Stop right there. Let me stop you right there. I need to ask you this. Sure. And me and Vince talk about a lot of musical different things on this show. I think Black and White might be the only show that can really tackle music. Yes. The way yes. we do. Yes. Okay. And since you are a musician on this sure. show. You're not going to ask him about that Frankie Valley now, are you, and his music prowess? Is that what no. you're going to ask, Carl? No. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I resent that, man, because, you know, that's, that's my boy. I know. That's my boy. I don't need you disrespecting my boy, bro. <laughs> I right, Go ahead. That's not right. Carl. What are you going to ask, Carl? Go ahead. <laughs> 
Carl, as a musician, and this is something I've been talking about for years in private with friends of mine, this, that, and the other. When you just brought up the fact about attention span, okay, in the industry of entertainment, how does a, because I grew up around a lot of musicians because of places I worked. So I'm, I've always been interested in music. So I would always ask questions, this, that, and the other, so on and so forth. I've even bodyguarded for, you know, people that Vince wouldn't know. You know, he wouldn't know them, but we, we would know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had the utmost respect for me, and I had the utmost respect for them. <laughs> but when it comes to this, what I, would al- what I always wanted to know is, how do real musicians feel about an art form that has been taken out of what we call music? Because, see, a musician exemplifies music. But right. now, in the music business, a real musician doesn't even get a chance to feed his family anymore. Because of the music has nothing to do with musicianship anymore. How do real musicians feel about that? If you so, understand my question. Yeah, I, I fully understand it. Okay. It's, 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 there are two schools of thought even among new musicians, right? Okay. There are some of us who are purists. Like me, I'm a musical purist. Like I'm, I believe that it's not linear. It doesn't change. with t- Quality does not change with time, right? There are styles of music that I do not like, but right. I recognize that I don't like classical music, but I recognize the quality and skill that is required. I'm a, I'm a rap R&B head, you know what I'm saying? Right. So music to me is holistic, not linear. So just because times change, does that mean quality should change? Right. So that's why it's like, so a lot of them, are they're upset, they're pissed, they're like, look, I don't even want to be in the music industry anymore, you know, they or, or they, they won't conform, so they play in the small clubs, you know, they do this, and they're really, really, really good. Then there are others who are just as good as them who want to make money. And they recognize I can do this popcorn stuff in my sleep. Like I know some, I mean, I'm talking about some banging musicians who can go in. And the stuff that they playing and doing for these, you know, that, that they win Grammys off of. That's right. friends who are Grammy award winning artists, platinum right. artists. They do it's nothing They're like this is what the industry is. They don't necessarily like it because it's like, man, I went through all of this. Had to get cussed out by music teachers telling me I don't love my craft. You know, basically getting hazed to get through the industry. But now I go in there and I can use three fingers to make a hit. Well, see, that, then that's what I'm talking about. And I think Vincent and I have talked. I, I know I've talked about it on this show. Because you was bringing up TikTok. Mm-hmm. The mindset. Mm-hmm. Very short attention span. I used to take my daughter, my daughter's 28, I used to take her to concerts when she was young, mm-hmm. all the way up to high school. And I would always let tell her, if I was playing music in the car, listen to the music and try to interpret the music. Right. This was something that I used to teach her as a little kid. Listen to the words and try to interpret the words. Yep. Because I knew what she was, as, as what her age was, what she was going to be listened to. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I feel this, though. It was on me 
to let her listen to real musicians. And this is the thing. I would tell her to put headphones on. Now listen to the arrangements. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would tell you, know, because certain times when you're looking, listening to speakers, you can't hear the arrangements. You know what I'm saying? You can't hear the little tambourine. You can't mm-hmm. hear the little, you know, the bongos. You can't hear the, you know, the tam- different things. But if you put earphones on, you can hear them. And how all that mixed together comes up with how a song grooves go. And yeah. I used to tell her, do you know how long that takes yeah. between musicians? Mm-hmm. Do you know how long that takes? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, coming up and I would tell her, now you see the guy writing a hip-hop song, and they're in the, they're in the studio all night drinking, smoking, this, that, and the other, which is nothing wrong with that, but they made an album in one night. Right. You see what I'm saying? They made an album in one night, maybe two, maybe three. But I'm like, so raising her as a kid, I wanted her to be privy to what real music goes to become out to be quality music because quality music will never die. Yeah. Cheap music will eventually be bad for you like fast food and you will eventually throw up or get sick. Now, how do you feel about that? I don't, I don't disagree. And, and, but I don't, but it's not, but it tastes good. Right. It tastes good. Like, like, cause some of this, so like even with some of the newer stuff, right? Like there's a, there's a producer out there called his name's Drummer Boy, right? He um you ever heard the song No Hands? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't even listen to music there. anymore. It, yeah, it, it came out about a decade ago, but it's, it's oh kinda, okay, it's, I probably know it then. Walker Wh- Flocka, Flocka did it. Okay, uh, do it with no hands. Now, right? He it's 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 what like the rapping is horrible, but if you listen <laughs> to the he's a classically trained musician though, right? So people like it. They don't even know why they like it. They don't know why that song still gets played today. Another right. song, California Love. Right. That song is so musical that it still gets played today. Like you said, it don't go out of style. No. Quality stuff. Quality music will always it, resonate. It's going bop. But some of the stuff they're doing there, again, with somebody who can just pick up a it's fast. Food, it's fast food, like you said. Yeah. It, it goes You're going to eat it. It tastes good. And on to the next hamburger, on to the next French fry. It, but the thing is, like, think about it. But after like three days, you leave the fries out three days, you're gonna throw them away. You're gonna throw them away. They try, it's trash. I was, I can't think of the guy's name, but I told my daughter, I was like, it's a song by Beyonce, and it's another song by, um, I can't think of the little girl's name. She's not on the, she's not up there anymore. And one by, uh, um, damn, I can't think of her name now. Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Marie. Anne Marie. Three different women, three different songs. And I told my daughter one day, we was riding in the car and we was listening to uh, Anne Marie's song. I think it's called This Time or something like that. And Beyonce was like, uh, crazy in love and the other one uh get right uh, with me get right with me jennifer, jennifer lopez yeah. now i asked my daughter i said you know i listen to all three of those songs and i like all three of them i say but i hear the same instruments and i hear some of the same beats in those same three songs and my daughter got on the phone looked it up and she said the guy that produced all those the guy's name one guy one guy, one guy. yep one guy produced all those songs and i could hear that 
all those songs were big hits. Yeah. Because this guy was a real, like he said, musician. He had horns, bongos, all this stuff in today's music, and you don't hear that anymore. And that's why I was like, because it took me back to my time. Back in my time, you could hear people in songs, but even if you didn't know who sung, you know what I'm saying, until you go look it up and see who was involved in those songs, you could see, okay, it's got his name on it. It's got a little stamp on it. That is what I was talking about. That is what I was talking about. That's quality music. So, so, so what's funny is when I was talking about one of my boys, that's what uh-huh. I was talking about. Rich Harrison, he's from here. Is that him? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Okay. What do I mean? Yeah, exactly. What I say, who can make good music? Right. He's a he, he's a go go like because you know I play go go you know right like you hear that all in there right yeah he, he it's it's but like you said a real music is timeless like right. one thing come on by a Marie is right like, that, that was our only that was our only big song and it still plays it, play, it anyway. still it still plays. Anywhere in the world. Did everything change pretty much because there's more outlets? Is that why? Is that because what, what's happening in entertainment and what's happening in music is there are now so many outlets that they're just churning it out, churning it out, churning it out, churning it out. Where in the past, bro, like, shoot, man, if you were an artist, Stevie, you made two albums a year if you were lucky. So that's yeah. one album every six months. But now I just think it is with all the outlets, whether it's television, movies, or music, content is king. But at the end of the day, what you're saying is this stuff is never going to stand up over time. But they don't care. Right. right. So right. think about They don't like, care. Right. Because there's so like, many different ways to sell the music now. You remember, Vince, we used to go to the record stores. Right, right. And we would be in a record store for three hours yep, just looking at albums or CDs when CDs got big, just looking oh, at stuff. I remember buying 45s for 79 cents, Stevie. Right, you, you, you right. You'd go in the 45. They had everyone there, the top 50. I want one, seven, 14, 79 right. cents a piece. I'm going to tell you what did it. When they got rid of the B-side. They got rid of the B- the B side no longer exists. You don't have to make stuff that people will listen to, even if it's not right. on the radio. Because the thing is, if people it was a waste for people to buy a tape if it was only two good songs on it. Right? They weren't gonna buy your next tape. They just listened to it off the radio. Right? You had to make you had to make stuff that appealed to people. You know that didn't necessarily you know weren't they they were like look I gotta you gotta make something good I gotta hit something I like but. They lo- we lost that because right now, all you got to do is be able to get it to stream one song for wow, 99 true. cents. People are not true. spending $14 on your album anymore. No. And the thing is, and we just talked, how did it happen? Because the people who were in charge, the the, the record company. That's what I was going to get to. They know all, they want money. And they're like, Period. if we put out a bunch of trash and people will buy and eat the trash, we don't have to pay for the quality musicians, because of the exactly. year, somebody who went to school for four years or they've been playing since they was two years old, they like, oh no, you're gonna pay me for the time I've done. But somebody like you said, all they care about is getting some a, a quick buck, some change, yeah. uh, drugs, and and some women. I, I, I ain't got to worry about a Stevie Wonder being in the studio for six months no more. 
Right, because it's like if you get it done in one day, you ain't got to pay a hundred thousand dollars for studio time. Exactly. Now, now hold on though. Going full circle, because I'm listening to you guys talk, bro. Aren't we talking about the same thing in in professional wrestling? But that's what that's that's what I've been trying to convey. A week and every, everybody's a wrestler. Right? That's why I've been trying. That's why what I've been trying to convey since we started this conversation. Same thing. That is why I said what I said about Kenny Omega. He's today. He's got a today mentality. Wow. That's something. Whereas we cared about the art form. When we came back through, the, when you came back through the dressing room, somebody would be there to tell you about some of the smaller nuances. Okay? That would make you a better professional wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody care about those nuances anymore? No. You look at guys today, they don't even know how to throw a punch. So his was I mean, to be honest, they don't even know how to throw a punch. Because it really looks bad. And by the fans not really giving a shit anymore because they all know, oh, okay, we all smart marks anyway. Who cares about that? This is what you get. So I got to compensate somewhere else, if that makes sense. It makes, here's a, it makes, and here's why. As a fan, I didn't care about the nuances, right? I know. But, but they mattered... Because they were what suspended the disbelief. They were what made me question, like having an argument with my father. You know, I'm only 10 years old, but he like wrestling's fake. I'm like, Dad, no, it's not. Look at this. <laughs> if I did this to somebody, it would right. hurt. Not me, them. Like, and he's like, man, man. That's, that's what, no, just stop calling me man, man. <laughs> <laughs> He like he like man man. I'm trying to take. Oh no, why are you like why just and I'm like I'm like but dang, this is real. Like look at this. He got hurt. Like he's look, if I I would do the same thing to my brother to prove right. to my father that it, that it actually worked. I ha- I had the same argument with my daughter <laughs> about SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't live in a pineapple under this. I was no. She don't. I'm like, why do you watch that? I don't even, I'm like, these cartoons today, you know, I grew up on, like, superhero cartoons. Right. You know, stuff like that. Right. Uh, a, 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 a funny cartoon would be something like the Flintstones mm-hmm. or, or Scooby-Doo or something yeah. like that, you know. Uh-huh. But SpongeBob, dog, I, my daughter would, like, be infixed on this. And one day I'm like, why do you even watch? I said, this cartoon doesn't even make sense. <laughs> And my daughter looked at me and go, Daddy, it doesn't supposed to make sense to you. <laughs> yeah, me, and I'm like, and I'm me, like, ah, well, I guess you're right. Yeah. It'll pass, pass me yeah, by. Yeah, meanwhile, Carl, the, the monsters made sense uh, to Stevie Wright. But anyway. Yes. Yes. I want to ask you guys. That could actually happen. I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> sure. Did, did, did our attention span really change or is there just more content to change the channel on? Listen, bro, when we grew up, guys, okay, bro, you, you watch TV. You're bored with a TV show? You're going to go to Channel 7. I'm bored with Channel. I'm going to go. But I could only do that so many times. For so long, yeah. So many channels. Stevie, come on, let's face it. Our whole lives, if we went to a sporting event, right. bro, if it's a blowout in the, in the seventh inning or the fourth quarter, you're leaving. Right. It's a blowout. I'm going home. Bro, I right. remember going to concerts as a kid. Me Bro, too. If, the, if the Beach Boys were in two, two and a half hours in, 
I'm there saying, all right, wrap it up, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the attention span was always there. I just think there's more things to turn the channel on now, right? But you got to realize something also. In, in a certain time in life, when cable television started to come out with all these different stations, that was the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that was the beginning because you got to remember, before we had cable, we only had television on a few channels. Mm-hmm. So you were forced to watch a movie. Right. You were forced to watch a TV show. You were forced to watch a comedy, and everybody wanted to watch it till the very end on a weekly basis. Now, when everybody started getting cable, you could surf because you were seeing stuff you'd never seen before, and you could always come back to the stuff that you like. You can right. always come back to that. But now we are so, like you said, We've been conditioned, slowly but surely, and I don't think any of us is immune to it. We've been conditioned, slowly but surely, to not to want to channel surf and all this different content. But I think we had another era to go by. Certain people don't have another era to go by. Correct. That's a normalcy to them. So when they look at and listen to music, if it's because... If you got a short attention span, you're only going to listen to a song. Vince, you remember back in the day, we could listen to a song for 24 hours straight over and over and over and over again. And, and here it is, 40 years later, we can still listen to that same song. Bro, when I It was never in, gets old. Bro, when I was in college and I drove home by myself from, from Indiana to New York, I had, I had sticks paradise theater eight track and it played the whole time stevie i never changed the eight track tape from new york to indiana it played the whole but let me ask you this bro do you think we were programmed by design yes yes Uh, definitely by design yes because like like carl said these record labels and these you know media companies peers so many of these media companies have consolidated over the years yeah. So many of them have consolidated. I mean, even in the news. You know, and all of this is going in the book. And I think, yeah. and it goes back to, and look, I look, I, keep, I don't know why I keep bringing up wrestling. Because, I mean, I, look, I grew up on wrestling. But it's a oh, part I mean, of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a but part it, of what it, we're talking about. Right. Because there's something that was said that y'all, that is often brought up, a conversation, I guess, it was between Ryback and Triple H. Where he yeah. said, okay. there'll never be another John Cena, never be another Steve, or never yeah. be another Rock. Yeah. Um. There'll never be another Michael Jackson. There'll never be another Prince. You know why? There'll never be, you know, huh? Why do you think that is in wrestling? these people were good enough to control the company. There it is. You took the words right out of my mouth. They were good enough to control the company. So it's like, hey, if we're the company and we can control who can get to the top, we're not going to let these people who are better than us, who are bigger than us, who can actually move and sway the people? It's like right. we'll, we'll push them to the side because we control the screen. Right. We control. The it's just like the old Outer Limits show. You you're right. a little bit too young, uh, oh, no, no, no. Carl. But yeah. oh, but it was a show called The Outer Limits, yeah. and that's what it told you okay. when the show came on. Yep. But and you, you know, and, but, and you know what? You know what, Carl? Somebody taught that to yes. Vince McMahon. Yes. A, a, an executive in entertainment, somebody taught oh, that yeah. to Vince McMahon, and that became the way they did business. 
The belts well, don't mean the belts don't mean nothing anymore. But let me, you know who I blame? You ever notice that? You know who I blame? The belts the move from person to person. Yep. Anybody can be a champion. You don't now. even know who's got them anymore. Who cares? Yeah, right. But you yeah. know who I blame most for it? Who? Vincent Russo. What? Yeah, very much. You know what? <laughs> I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say it, Carl. I'm going to tell you why. Here's why. Yeah, yeah. Here's tell him. Why. Here's why. Yeah, tell him while I'm listening. And you had and you had good reason to do so. Uh, that's debatable. You were bit. You were the person who made the Attitude Era happen. It's never happened since. It could not happen since. At its mm-hmm. height, when they were getting ready to expand. You were like, hey, I'm going to deal with my family. I'm not trying to do this. I'm leaving. I'm gone, right? What that did to Vince McMahon was put a fear in him of that happening again. No doubt about that. No it doubt. Put a fi- which is why he has right t- which is why nothing gets pat- nothing gets on screen without going through him. He was not the filter. He's the filter now, but mm-hmm. he wasn't before. Yeah. He trusted you. He trusted, you know, um he trusted a, a, a Ed. It was like that. Look, I'll, I'll add some stuff. Wait to a minute. I, I think I, I think he was right by trusting Ed. <laughs> but the oh, fact I, is, I, I was waiting for the Italian joke. I, I thought that's where you were inserting <laughs> right. Italian jokes, Stevie. But but, but when but when you left, that's true. You took the heart of it, and they've never been able to get. That's it true. Back. I'm not taking so credit for anything. That's absolutely true. And so it's like instead of somebody getting big enough, and then you know, then 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 Steve did something. Then Laurent did, but it started with you. Nobody else left him that way. In that, and like, Dad, yeah, we we winning right now. Like, yeah, especially oh, especially oh, we, we went from because there was a two year span because I almost went back in 2002. And I, I tell this story a million times. There were two writers when I left. Two years later, he brings me in a room of 20 writers. Two years later. And I'm like, how did, how did this happen? It's to diffuse the power. Yeah. That's, it's, a diffu- that, it's a diffusion of power. So it's, so it's like, when I hear, I'm like, I'm like, you know, all of this, all this crap we go through now, where I don't even like watching wrestling, but I watch it because I'm addicted to it. I blame Vince Russo. <laughs> oh, look <laughs> at him. Look at him. <laughs> All right, listen, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Listen, this show was supposed to about be about critical race theory, okay, bro? Well, the show has now concluded, uh, and we did not speak about critical race here for a second. However, we are going to come back next week. You got that call? Can you write this on your schedule? Yeah. Which is t- actually two weeks' call. We're going to yeah. come back, and I am going to have these two gentlemen Break down critical race theory, and I'm going to tell you because as as Whitey, can I can I can I call myself Whitey Stevie? Is that okay or is that racist? If, uh, that's pretty racist. But if okay. you want to well, be racist, Whitey, toward, if you want to be racist toward yourself, that's okay. You know, right. that's up. That's on you, bro. I got to be honest. Because you know, it's, it's hard for you guys to understand racism anyway. So if yeah, you use it in I, reverse fashion, that's not the unusual. Thank you. I don't understand. I don't understand critical race theory. I really don't. Well, Nobody I mean, does, brother. That's yeah. why I, we, I, I need to be schooled and educated. And that's why I wanted to get the two best guys here. And that's what we're going to talk about on the next show. And I'm going to do as much research as I can to see what I could take away from it. And then really hear from your perspective. Go ahead, Stevie. Theories, brother. Yep. Theories. These are theories that professors have been, 
you know, talking about for quite some time, but it's on a level of no return, brother. What I'm talking about is when people bring, have you noticed why did, if, if critical race theory was going to be thrown out in the news and toward people that are not of color, why didn't they do it while eight years of Barack Obama being in office? Right. Why didn't they do it then? Why do you wait till the militias are out there growing like crazy? Why do you wait till the white nationalists are out there going crazy? Why do you wait for these guys to back a president and say, this is our president? And then here comes critical race theory. Somebody think that's an accident? It only works when it's time to work. Yep. Yeah. It well, only works when it's time to work. Let's leave that as the uh, teaser, and we're going to get into that next week. Call, tell everybody about your new business and your new podcast, bro. Tell everybody. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, man, I'm jumping in the game. I said I'd never do it without a dud. I got bit by the bug. So Friends with Businesses is my podcast. You can expect – I'm going to get Stevie and Vince on my podcast. (laughs) Business. So what I'm doing is people that I – You better reconsider that. <laughs> People that I know, that I'm cool with. I'll help you out. Talk about their businesses. Talk about what they see. You know, what the how they can help. You know, I'm really helping to market, um, market my network. That's really what it's about. It's about marketing my network. Also, I'm going to be bringing on some really startup, really uh, business that are just starting up. And what we're going to actually do is very similar to what we did with EC3 on one of your shows. Is actually build a model on the show so people can see That's you know awesome. actually what I what I can do but right. also you know they see hey look this is all it really takes to build a business put these things in place because i believe that entrepreneurship is what we all need not the fact that everybody has to only work for themselves but everybody should have something that works for them That's awesome man that's awesome Great Uh Stevie Ray TV what's going on bro Man Everything's still the same. I've been kind of not doing. I think I took this week off. You know, I got uh, my boy. I think I told you about him, man. You know, they uh, they sent him home last week, man. There's not, nothing more they can do for him. So that's been on my head on a daily basis. And uh, lady who's like a mother to me, man. She's. I think she's on her her way to see. I'll make her also, man, and both of them guys together is, mm. you know, with 10,000 other things going on, it's just kind of hard on me for the last few weeks, man. Yeah. So me, bro. That's, I appreciate it, man. So that's been taking up a lot of my time here lately. But you are but still with all working. that being said, man. You are I mean, still working on the book. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got all my notes right here. And uh, me and – uh, David is getting ready to present a small synopsis uh, nice. to your boy, to your boy. Nice. Yeah. And uh, but I took it upon myself to do the whole thing. Then I'll just let him go over it and correct certain things and put in. If he see if he needs to put in anything else that maybe I didn't cover. See what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So we're doing like yeah. a little miniature. We're doing like a little miniature synopsis. Yeah. But I'm going over everything, you know, word for word. Then I'm going to email the whole thing to him and then let him do it. And then we're going to present it to uh, uh, the publishing company. Nice. And then we're off and running. 
and then maybe we'll start talking some numbers. Yeah, nice. What I like to hear. That's right. But I'm not going to be like all the other people that 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 ripped the man off. Yeah, friends of yours probably. Nah, bro, I know people that ripped off poor Michael, man. It's, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like that. I'm taking everybody to church. You hear me? Very nice. I'm taking everybody to church. And you know what I mean by that? You ever been to church? Are you, you Vince, who you think I'm talking to? I've been to church. Yeah, I've been to church. What's your church, though? You've been to church? What kind of church? Um, what you gonna call it? The guy up a a crew a Crelo? What's his name? Don't say Creflo. Creflo. <laughs> Creflo, man. Come on, man. Creflo in ATL. Creflo. Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar. My brother. Come on, man. All right, go ahead, Steve. All right, I'm done. I'm done. After that. Why are you laughing at Creflo? Why are you laughing? I'm laughing at you saying you went to that church. I did. That's what I'm laughing at. Even though, bro. You probably passed by the church going 70. Brody, you know Creflo Dollar has ATMs in the lobby of his church. Literally, he's got ATM machines, bro. If I had a church, I would have a change department. (laughs) You wouldn't have to go to an ATM. You go to somebody that can speak with you and talk with you. Just in case you need a little change. Yeah. Just in case you need a little change when the basket passed by. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, guys, this was supposed to be a critical race theory. We're going to talk (laughs) about that next week, bro. And I I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Guys, the great Carl Gray, the great Stevie Ray. Together, they are the black dynamic duo, bro. (laughs) And I'm glad you guys joined us today. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 